You're listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey, The Good, The Bad, and The Branding with Danielle Clem, the weekly podcast created for fellow entrepreneurs, whether just starting out, established in your business, or simply testing out the waters. We're here to put the real back in entrepreneurial reality. Each episode guides you through the different paths walked and lessons learned by fellow bosses, how they got through it, and tips that got them there sprinkled in with a little business branding and a whole lot of heart. One question is, are you ready to dive in? Here's your host, designer, marketer, and frequent iced coffee drinker, Danielle Clem. Hey guys, so today we have on Erica Ballard, who is a healthy living expert and coach that specializes in gut health, sustainable weight loss, and stress management. She's on a mission to help people live healthy despite their busy schedules. And welcome to the show, Erica. Thank you so much, Danielle. I'm so excited to be on. I am so happy to have you on. And the best part about this too for me is always hearing about people's origin stories. So I'd love to begin this show with the beginning of your journey and then end with the present and future. So I would love to hear a little bit about how you grew up to kind of what led you to wanting to go down this path. Sure. Okay. So I'm going to take it back then. Mm -hmm. Um, So I... So when I was younger, I swam, and when I was swimming, you had to carb load, which basically meant you ate a lot of pasta, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so whenever I did that, I was, my stomach always hurt. I was all, my stomach always, always, always hurt. Um, I was going to doctors, they couldn't find anything, and I just, I didn't, I didn't understand what's happening. And so I thought that that was normal. I thought it was normal that I was supposed to be in pain, that I was supposed to be bloated. I thought this was a regular part of life, right? And so fast forward to college, um, my roommate at the time, her mom had a gluten allergy. Mm. And she was like, maybe you do too. And so I pulled gluten out of my diet and wouldn't, you know, I felt so much better. I felt so much better um, because I have an intolerance to it. And so I was like, okay, this health thing, okay, I like it. You know, com- like I, I enjoy it. This is interesting. I went down the rabbit hole. And then when I was in college, I continued to start working out more um, to really, you know, dive into that piece. And I lived at the time I was going to Indiana University and I was a journalism major. And I was like, am I going to, am I I wanted to be a print journalist, which is just funny as I say it out loud. And so I was like, you know what journalists do who can't get hired? They go into PR. Mm. And um, I, I went and I moved to D.C. And I ended up at the HIV, um, at an organization at the State Department that was focused on HIV AIDS. Mm. And I was in the communication department, but I got really, really curious about um, HIV AIDS. And so I started to learn more. And I was like, I don't know if I like communication or, or if I like health. Let me go figure that out. And I went to a PR firm, learned really quickly that I liked health, went to Tufts Medical, got my MS. I'm just speeding this up here <laughs> and ended up working in public health for about um, a decade, public health and healthcare. And I moved back after I started to realize that this stuff just wasn't working. I was doing the things and we weren't getting results. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to corporate wellness and we're going to fix it. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't, right? <laughs> People were still getting like not getting the results they wanted because everyone wants to be healthy, right? I really believe this at my core. Everyone wants to be healthier, um, myself included as a health coach. Um, but I, what I kept doing the things I kept selling the pills. I said, you know, I, I kept mm-hmm. doing these things and people just weren't getting results. And I found this thing called the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. It was 
following me around, not just on, not just through cookies mm. online. It was like also through, um, through conversations and people I was meeting and I went and man, it blew my mind. I was like, wait, you're telling me that everything that we heard about food might be wrong and that my body might be the thing that dictates what I'm supposed to have and not have. Oh, interesting. And even though I started to learn that stuff, I didn't do it. I mean, come on. Like mm-hmm. I've been, I've been indoctrinated into this world for 30 years and in the other way and I sold it and I went to school for it and I did all that. And then at some point you just get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I dived into it and it changed my entire life. It changed my entire life. I mean, from a body perspective in six months, I wasn't bloated. Uh, any, I mean, really, I don't, I almost never get bloated. Um, I dropped 10 pounds without even trying. I was thinking faster. I was moving better and it just started to open up a whole new world for me of like what was possible. And I was, I did the math on just education. So no books, no, um, <laughs> no travel, no cost of living, none of that stuff, just straight teacher to student. I spent over $68,000 mm. trying to figure out my health, right? Yeah. No one should have to do that, but I did. And it's, it's crazy to me that the, the practical applications are so simple. And so you asked about where am I now? I am a, a private um, coach. I'm a healthy living expert and coach. I give I, I talk, I help people. I have a podcast of my own, um, the full plate. And, and I really help to bring this advice out to people. And I work primarily right now through individual clients, but I'm, what I'm working on creating in the future is, um, some more practical tools that people could just print, download and carry out throughout their day. And then I'm also, uh, working on an employer-based wellness company. So working to actually go back to what I left to say, no, 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 no. We can do this. Like, and I'm going to, I'm going to show you how to do it. I'm going to bring experts to, um, the masses in that way. So yeah, that's where I'm at. That's a little bit of a long journey, but isn't, isn't it always? (laughs) Oh, a thousand percent. And I love that you mentioned that your, your journey in general, like for most people's is always going to have those little pivots, but you find the little crumbs that lead you to what you want to do. And I think what was really interesting about what you mentioned is that you can help people with health and wellness, but I fully believe after same thing, I've done probably every diet under the sun every once in a while. Like, you know, when you're younger and you're like, yeah, let's try anything. And Mm -hmm. the problem is those diets don't work because they're not right for you. There's things you have to uncover. Like, and I think that you mentioned this a lot um, in your Instagram and podcasts and so forth is talking about like food stories or kind of like your relationship with food. And I wonder if you can talk a little bit more about that and kind of what your experience has been with that. Yeah. So it's the most common thing that actually gets in the way of us moving forward. So like as business owners, right, Mm -hmm. we, we understand this, like we understand having subconscious blocks here. Mm -hmm. We're like, "Mm -hmm, yep, of course. I know. I just have this money story. I have this thing and I've got to come over it. It's very clear there when it comes to food, it's just a bit more emotional because it's tied into every facet of our life. And it started, it's tied into every facet of our life and it's how we show love. It's how we give love. It's all of these things. Right. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of times we have these associations about what food is supposed to mean, just like with money, just like relationships too. But we have these associations And these stories get in the way, these associations create stories, and then we make up something as to why we can or can't do the thing that we want to do. And so, like, my favorite story uh, is that health is hard, right? Mm -hmm. You're supposed to suck 
for Danielle. <laughs> it's got to hurt if you're going to ever get to the other side, which makes literally no sense. <laughs> like, it, yeah. like it, it, if you want freedom, you don't get it through shackles. Right. And so that's why we're trying to eat well. We want to live our best life. We want freedom. We want to be able to do things that we want to do. And yet we're seeking to get it by putting restraints on everything we do. And so this idea, this notion how it's supposed to be hard puts us in a really bad place because then we can't even get excited about the journey. And then we ultimately set ourselves up to fail. So that, like that's, that's what it looks like a lot with the clients. And then the other one is perfectionism, right? Like mm. I have to be perfect. This is a story that you tell yourself, but it's just a story that sets you up for failure because no one can be perfect, but it's unpacking it because it's like, if you're a perfectionist and you're at work, like you work a nine to five, you work in corporate or, or you're an entrepreneur, uh, you working around the clock. Great. That's mm-hmm. awesome. You're a killer. Like the fact that you can't let that thing go is amazing. But if the same thing is applied to a bag of M&Ms, oh, ugh, you're a bad person. You're terrible. You're the worst. But it's the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. But we've just decided that they're different. But they're not because the, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And so I think it's just unpacking these type of stories that exist and recognizing them for what they are. Sometimes we can rewire them. Sometimes we can end them. Sometimes we can't. And for those we can't, we're just the job is to catch them really fast and then release them. Yes, I love that you mentioned that when it comes to the two biggest ones, I fully agree with perfectionism because especially as entrepreneurs or business owners, that's probably one of the main characteristics most people have because you want your business or what you're doing, it's like your baby, it's your masterpiece, you want to nurture it, you want to grow it. So that perfectionism gene starts pretty young for a lot of us in school systems, like through grading, all these type of things can really help enforce that. So it's good to become aware of that and find that out for yourself. And I wonder, um, can you tell a time when you first kind of became aware of your own food story? <laughs> I'm like, which one? <laughs> um, I think for me it was, I my big one was really that it was supposed to be hard. So the games that I used to play, and I didn't realize that I was playing games just like everyone else. Cause it's a, like in this issue in this spot, oftentimes, cause there are blocks, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to uncover them. You have to move them. Um, is I really believed health would have to, was supposed to be hard. And I didn't realize it until I started to undo the work. So I would play this awful game. Like I, I didn't have any disordered eating, none of that, but I would play a game of like, how long can you not eat? Mm. And I would sit there and, and you know, that's a terrible game because all you want to do is eat. Mm-hmm. Like all you want to do is eat. And so I would start to hold and try to count down the hours. Mm-hmm. How long could I go? And then I would decide if I was good and bad based on whether or not, right? These are all these stories wrapped up into mm-hmm. one. Um, I would good or bad if I could wait long enough. Wow. And it saying it out loud it sounds crazy, but I know so many of us do it. I mean, mm-hmm. I used to rub my hand on my stomach to see if it was flat enough, which is insane because it doesn't even make sense, right? Like, it's not like I could smooth it out. <laughs> but I would tell myself that if you if it was flat, you were, you were good. You did a good job today. But it's like you're letting these food dictate whether you're a good or bad person. And, and that doesn't – food's neutral, you put, you put that story on that food. So yeah, I mean, those were the really 
really big ones for me that I didn't even recognize until it was pointed out by somebody else. Yeah, I can definitely uh, understand the part about trying to see how long you can go without food. For me, it was a little bit different. I tried, I think, fasting for the first time a while ago. And I was like, oh, you know, this might be interesting. And all I could think about was the hours it would be. And if I had to indulge, like, you know, it felt um, terrible or felt hard to do. Like you said, that story comes back and you to say, oh, you know, you're not, um, you didn't do good today or you didn't do whatever. It's so interesting how, like you said, like these concepts of like food and money, which are some, well, food are living, but they're both not, you know, like real objects for us, but we put so much importance and so much um, meaning behind it when in reality, they're just kind of a means to an end. Yeah. It's, it's just one of the, I was watching, um, I watched the voice mm-hmm. secret confession. I watched <laughs> like, I watched like clips of the voice to just like, cause I love watching people go after their dream and Kelly Clarkson said something that struck me and it was like, I need food to deal with my emotions. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's a story. Yeah. Right. Like we've just decided that this is how these things are supposed to go. And it's like, no, for me, I, I'm not of the, I'm not of the mindset that food is, I know food is fuel. Like I, I get that wholly. And I do think it's really important to eat clean and take care of your body. Cause it's your frequency to your higher purpose. That being said, food is still supposed to be good girl. Mm-hmm. Like it's still supposed to be good. And so I think it's recognizing that, that that's an important piece of all of this. And it's supposed to be good because it's good for you because you are a good person. Right. And it's like, instead of deciding that like I'm bad, this is how it is. I had a bad day. Now I deserve this. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. One, you probably didn't have a bad day. Mm-hmm. Like most of us don't really have bad days. We just, we put ourselves up to this pedestal of like, or that we're supposed to be. And it's like, no man, you're just human. You're just like trying to live through this experience like the rest of us. And so I just, it just breaks my heart because I wish people took a little bit more pressure off of themselves because even like business owners, if you if you put a little bit less pressure on yourself to like be perfect, the things that you can get accomplished, I mean, it's, it's outstanding. And it's the same with food. When you give yourself a little bit of grace, you don't want all the other things that are around you, but we're just so afraid that if we give it to ourselves, we'll eat all the brownies, but it's actually the exact opposite happens because you've allowed yourself the thing that you wanted, which was freedom. Yes. I fully believe in that when it comes to really having to release. Like I, I find that a lot of this comes down to kind of releasing control or expectation of how it's going to go, whether it's in business or in health, like that plays a really huge factor into the outcomes of what we do. Because when we start to control things or start to like overly control to the point of where it's affecting us, like obviously that'll affect anyone, but let alone really affect how we see ourselves, how we interact throughout the day, how we choose things, including food. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, I have a lot of, like, almost all of my clients, um, they actually have to do less to get healthy. Mm. <laughs> so I need them to not go to Orange Theory five days a week. I love Orange Theory. I do it once <laughs> a week. But, like, no, that's not that's not good for your stressed out body, right? Like, I need you to chill out, um, let go of some of the control. And it's what's amazing to them is that when they stop obsessing about food, when it's not on their mind all the time, they lose weight. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, when you stop stepping on the scale every morning, when you stop letting it dictate what you do, when you start moving with your body, all of a sudden this weight starts falling off and you're like, what the hell? And it's, it's like, well, 
<laughs> yeah. When, when it's all you're thinking about, your bo- like you're telling your body, keep it on. I like to be obsessed about this. This mm. is like, you know, I want to look like this. And it's like, oh my gosh, if you just let go of that control, tell yourself you're doing the best because you are, then your body really will take care of it. And it'll take a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. You're not going to drop 10 pounds in a month. But you know what you're going to do? You're going to lose weight if that's one of your goals sustainably and you're going to keep it off and it's going to feel really good. And two years, you're going to be a whole different person. And that's two years out of 75, 89, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, just, yeah. I love that. And I, I really like the part two where you mentioned that it's, it's really ironic how the more emphasis and attention we put on things how the results will change it especially like for food or for an outcome let's say you're doing a launch or service and business too I've noticed the more attention you put on it the the more things seem to not go your way because you have so Mm -hmm. much riding on this thing to go a certain way that you're kind of in like this desperation zone of like I need this to work so it has to work it has to be this way And girl, this is why I like food so much because I think food is the first, well, not not the first, but I think it's a really tangible way to watch all of that unfold. Mm. So like in business, that's like everything you're saying is right, right? And like when we let go, when we say we're going to, we're going to just do it the best that we can and we'll see what happens. And, and you let the, like, you know, I believe in the universe, God's Mm -hmm. spirit. So it's like when you let that take, take the wheel, right? it all happens the way it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Same with food. When you let go of control, you can actually tangibly see the success. And so I'm like, look, that's your data point because Mm -hmm. that's what you're looking for data point. So food is food and taking care of yourself and doing that type of thing lets you see the physical manifestation of it, which then allows you to apply that to other areas of your life. And that's why I do what I do is because I'm like, it's the best way to see what you're capable of. And then you can take that and then go kill it everywhere else because you've are like you already know you're capable. Like you look in the mirror and you know. I fully agree with that. I think that once you see it happen once, like an experience of it, then that shows your brain that it can happen, and that anything else that's around that same situation or even outside of that, it allows for that experience to go. Like we're as humans, we're creatures of habit and especially we're creatures of past experiences dictate the future. It's kind of just how our brains work. So when we see that, oh, this actually happened, it expands our level of, oh, this could actually be different for us. Like we can actually change our realities in this way. And I think what's really interesting too is that you mentioned a couple of the big stories, which I think are so important, but you also talked about it too in your Instagram and throughout your like brand in general is the certain stories around the time trap and expert complex. And I wonder if you can expand more on that. Oh, I'd love to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, so my biggest story in life, like this is my, this is how it it shows up is, Mm -hmm. uh, is the expert. Mm -hmm. So I always put people on pedestals always. And I'm always, I used to always look for someone else to tell me how to do it. And if they, if I were to able to get in contact with them, they could tell me how to do it and I could do it better. But you know, it's really hard to get in touch with a lot of these experts, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like I, and then I would fawn over them when I did, and then I would compare myself and then I couldn't do it. And I would like freak out. And it was just, I mean, 
if you were to watch the dance, like it's, it's horrifying. It's horrifying. Um, I've broken free of it for the most part, but it still shows up. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that's that. I mean, that is my default mode is to be scared of people that are more are further along than I am. Yeah. And what I'm, what I'm finding with, with business, it's just like food. So it's great to have that data point, right. That for my brain to, to pick up onto is I can hear my body better than anyone else. Mm. So when I go to someone else to have them tell me what to do, it doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense because I know me best. So it's like you can go out and get guides, right? And that's what I am. I'm a guide. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, I can look at your food and tell you the, the guidelines and how to end up listening to your body. But like my job is to tell you how to listen to you. And so that's when we, we start to oftentimes look for experts, right? We often look for someone to tell us how do we do the thing, but then it pulls us out of our bodies, which means that we're not actually listening to our, our highest selves. Um, and that's why I love, again, like I'm like clearly obsessed with food is like, like food is frequency. It's it. The only way to hear your purpose is to get on the right dial and food clears up that like. Food puts you on the right dial because there's no static, right? You can get that clear channel. Like you can get that clear message really fast. And so that's the thing with experts is they're there to – don't be scared of them because they really are to guide you. And if they tell you this is the way to do it, that's when you should be nervous because every expert is just learning. Like if people are listening to us and like, oh, they're experts. No, man, I'm learning too. <laughs> I'm learning with you. Like I have seven – like I – girl, the amount of money I've spent on books, but it's like, I'm constantly learning with you and I constantly want to help you, you do that. And so that's the piece with the expert. And then it ties in perfectly with the time piece because I'm like, Oh my God, look how far, far along they are. I'm never going to catch up. It's horrible for body or business. And it's like, I'm catching the middle of their story. Mm. Like you're catching the middle of my story, my health journey. Yeah. And it's like, <sighs> So, so give yourself some time, but we never want to give ourselves time. All we want to do is run around and, or we want to run there as fast as possible, but it's not like you get there and you're done. Mm -hmm. You get there and then you can, then you sign up for the next race. Right. And you're like, here we go. Here we go. And so we get in this time trap of, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I'm not getting there faster. I'm not getting there faster. I'm not getting there fast enough. What if you just decided that things come in divine time? And you're doing the best you can, and it's gonna be all right. Like, mm-hmm. what, like, what if you did that? Like, life would be easier, and then these gifts and these things could come to you in a in a, actually a faster way because you're open to receiving them. But yeah, time is time is tough. But it's like I said before, it's two years out of eighty nine. Mm-hmm. For me, it was like for me, it was one year out of thirty. For plus the the twelve that I just went to get there. But once I, once I figured it out. Right. But mm-hmm. I have clients who get results in three months. Right. Yeah. And it's like, if you're willing to find not the true expert, but someone who's willing to guide you, you can get there, but you can't see them as like an almighty being. You got to see them as a friend because that's what they're supposed to be. I fully agree with that, especially when it comes to this surge of coaches and such, which I believe that coaches are a really good help. But I notice as being a coach and having been coach, you can you can see the dynamic can be different for certain people. Like some some coaches are really like not only do they put themselves on a pedestal, but sometimes it's automatic. Like they they have notoriety, people just decide to put them there when in reality 
especially for health or for business, like those are the two biggest parts where people can guide you, but at the end of the day, your intuition, your gut instinct, your preferences are going to be what's right for you. And I found that too many programs, too many things that are kind of like a, a generalized or like cookie cutter type feel to it leads to so much more destruction and harm because then the person thinks, oh, it's me. What's wrong with me? Why isn't it working? It's like, no, maybe the person that you're with right now just doesn't understand that what you need is more of a tailored system, but also something that feeds into you, like feeds into what actually works well for you, not just what works for her or the masses. A hundred percent. And I think that that's where the mindset thing comes in is like, that's why it's so important to really understand who you are, what you think, because really when you have these people, like these various coaches who, you know, everyone's doing the best that they can. Like Mm -hmm. as long as you go with that lens, take the information that's relevant to you Yep. and then move from there. Like, so I'm working on this employer-based wellness company and I'm getting, there's this, uh, the phrase is, uh, what is it? It's PEPM. It's per employee per month, right? Mm -hmm. My gut says flat fee. My gut says flat fee, but this is what everyone's telling me to do. I'm going to probably listen to my gut, right? (laughs) Like, because it's gotten me this far. And if I'm wrong, I'm allowed to pivot because Mm -hmm. that that's let you're going to always pivot. But I think it's, it's to your point, all these people, they, you have to self promote. You have to get on, like, you have to get on a soapbox. You have to have these things stand out. But there's a guy, his name is, um, I don't know his last name, Bedros Coolio, something like that. (laughs) He's, he said something really interesting on a podcast I was listening to. He said, stop trying to be an influencer and start trying to make impact. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's it, right? Like yeah. don't go chase Instagram numbers, go make a difference in people's life. And that's how, you know, that's probably who you should be working with or following. Um, but again, take the information, take in what you want, disregard everything else. You're not the issue. It's just that there's no path. I, yeah. I wish there was, but there's yep. no, path. we're all making it up. We're, and, and that's it with, we're all making this up as we go. We're just trusting and being guided and learning from people as we go, taking it in and creating what makes sense for us right now. And then that'll change as we go. Yes. And I think this brings into a really good space to think we've talked so much about stories and kind of what can come into our way or what we've learned or be conditioned. I wonder what is like the one or two things that you would tell yourself just starting out again? Like what would be that thing? So the first one would be just to take action. Mm -hmm. Like action creates clarity. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so many times I have held, I held myself back. No one else held me back. I didn't want to get on Instagram. I didn't want to get on Facebook. Like I didn't want I'm too scared. Like I would say, Oh, they don't need me. (laughs) Oh, who am I? You know, all these things, but it's like, just turn on the effing computer and hit live Mm -hmm. because someone does need you. If you feel called, someone needs you. Um, but I wish I took more action. I wish I asked for more help. I wish I just did it instead of contemplated. Like going back to the expert piece, that's why I'm a learner. I take in all of my information and I'm doing that right now. And I literally said to myself today, you need to like, you need to send the emails. Mm -hmm. You need to stop learning. You need to act. And so I act a lot now, but I didn't then because 
but I know that acting allows me to get to my next step faster. And so the second piece would be, <laughs> didn't plan that segue, but I did it, um, <laughs> is to, is to recognize you're going to pivot. Yeah. So you have to act to understand who you want to be in order to get there. When I started out, man, you would have laughed. Like you can go scroll all the way down. You can find it. Please don't. But like, <laughs> it was like, I wanted to be every other health coach. I was like happiness and health. And I, and I fully, for the record, I'm all about health, happiness and health, but mm -hmm. I didn't sound like, like I am not a unicorns and rainbow mm -hmm. type of coach. I don't take beautiful photos. Like I am not a food stylist. I hate recipes. Like yep. I put together recipes that take 20 minutes. Like I'm creating a, like a, a, a pantry list mm -hmm. and I'm going to, in, in the PDF, I'm, I'm going to include recipes, but you're going to laugh at my recipes. Like it's the recipes that no one actually makes. Right. But it's like, here's how you season pork. Here's how you season a pork chop. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. And, but it's, anyways, I wanted to be this, this person that was out there, but that's not who I am. And so I had to literally pivot a bunch of times to figure out my own voice. I say things like, girl, I like, I haven't cussed on this podcast, but let me tell you, like, I know, like, I, I love a four letter word. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, in, I'm a bit in your face, like, I, cause I really believe you can do it. And I, I really love gut health. Like mm -hmm. that to me, I was like, oh my gosh, it's weight loss. It's these type of things. I'm going to learn all this stuff. I'm like, no man, like I really care about your gut. I, and I really care about mindfulness. I really care about you meditating. I really care about you being present. And it's like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that because I didn't take any action. So I created this image of who I was supposed to be. And it didn't bring in the clients that I was supposed to help because mm -hmm. I wasn't living fully as myself. Yeah. So yeah, those would be like two things that I, I wish I would have done differently, but I didn't. And I get to talk about them on this podcast. So it all worked out fine. <laughs> I, I fully agree with all of those, especially the second part, I think is like something that needs to be in a billboard or something that it's okay. And you will pivot. Like I, I know if you scroll down to mine again, same thing, if you want to, I don't want you to, but you can, it is like my branding was yellow and purple even though I don't own a single piece of yellow purple my whole entire <laughs> wardrobe and I was doing it because I thought quote unquote thought that's what I my clients would want to see when in reality once I shifted more to like things that I actually wear and phrases that I actually use then that's when things started to shift because what happens is which is really ironic how we try and be so much like the like you said the influencers or the big people out there that we think we have to be like when in reality, if you actually find you and like who you actually want to work with, they're going to want to work with you because you've aligned who you're wanting to be or who you are with that. And I think people need to be not so afraid of letting themselves come through and actually allowing even more. Like I find that the wackier I am or like sometimes I'll even put dad jokes on my Instagram live because I find them hilarious and those get better engagements than even some tips and stuff because I'm showing up as myself and I accepted that. And I think that's a really huge part for anyone, not only in health, but in business and like anything in this world. Yeah. I mean, all of that. And the, the, the dad joke, um, it's like, 
that's what people want to see. I mean, the world, the word authentic is thrown around a lot. Like mm-hmm. be your authentic self, be authentic. But listen, there's not a lot of people that are doing it. So people really want to see it because that's what you want. Like they want to know that I was talking with a client. He's a really successful financial manager manager. And he was like, well, I want them to see the end. And I'm like, I know that's how people want to be inspired. Like you don't want mm-hmm. to hear talk about how like awful your life is all the time. Right. But you want to relate. You want to relate with someone to be like, okay, I'm not alone in this. And you're not. And I, I think it's really important to show up as yourself because that's who people want. That's why you have friends. Like, mm-hmm. and also if you don't have friends and you're looking to build a tribe, you're only going to get it by being yourself because that's how you're going to attract the people who are supposed to be part of your village and lift you up. Yes, I fully agree with that. And like you said, if if you stick in the shadows and stay where you have been, the people who are looking for you, the ones who are actually your people, won't be able to find you because you're not who you're supposed to be. You're not your actual self in this space. And I think that's a really good lesson to anyone out there who's been struggling with that piece of, I know, I hate using the word authentic now because it's so overly used, but it's true, like, that genuine part of yourself. One of my favorite, um, it, like, she's, influencer is the right word, but she, I, I love her. Her name's Lori Harder. I don't know mm-hmm. if you follow her. Yeah. And, like, she's got a weirder, and I love it. <laughs> like, she has got a weirder, and I freaking love it because I, like, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> like, I have a dog voice. Like, I... I eat weird things. I talk about weird things. Like my mind is random Mm -hmm. and I like to know that I'm not alone and that, but because I'm not, Mm -hmm. but it's like nice to really see it. Like you don't, don't be perfect because no one likes perfect. No one likes perfect. Exactly. I fully agree with that. And I think that talking about all this too will help give a lot of people out there the reminder of it's okay to just take away that perfection and just come out as you and I also want to speak now into a little bit more of the present since we've talked about this you actually hinted a little bit about now that you're doing one-to-ones you're trying to develop some new things in the works for you so I wonder if you can mention some of the current workings that you're doing to give the audience a little taste on what they can look out for sure and the one thing I just want to add is like and always remember there's Instagram filters true Um, so sure. So the things that I am actually working on, I'm, I'm actually really excited about them. So I have a podcast, which, you know, as a mm-hmm. podcaster, it, they're so much fun. I'm having such wonderful guests that are coming on and it's been so fun to evolve that and bring on different, um, people and understand what that's going to start looking like. Um, the other projects I'm working on. So I started with one-on-one and I love it and I, I, I absolutely love it, but I've even evolved that practice. So when I think about people getting healthy, I'm like, it's a team. Mm -hmm. Like you need a team. And so what I'm working on now is I'm doing one-on-one, but I also have, um, an offering where I'm going to give them my team. So when Mm -hmm. I have pain in my feet or in my hips or my eyes, I'm just going to send you to my girl, Missy. Mm -hmm. Like you're just going to go like you have, if you need, if we're like, Oh my gosh, hit workout. Like really that's at the place we're at. I'm just going to send you to my guy, Troy. That's what's going to happen. And it's all baked in with it because what I'm finding is people have to piecemeal this stuff together with their health. And I'd love for, to be able to help people just find those experts. Um, the other, the other, okay, I'm kind of, I'm pretty excited about this Ooh. other thing um, is I'm 
one of the things that I always get from clients is like, and people is what's in your pantry. Like, how do I stock my house? I, I hate meal planning. Mm-hmm. So like, I hate meal. I, and I hate meal prepping. Let me just, I hate meal prepping. Um, not every, some people love it. I'm like five days in my fridge before I get to this. No, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love to have my pantry have a, like certain foods in it. So I know that I can make a, like a meal in under 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm pulling together a pantry list with really quick, um, quick recipes to go with it because I hate recipes. Um, but to like help show what you can do with this stuff, just give you a general idea. And I made these like really fun bags to go with it. Can I cuss on your podcast? Why not? <laughs> okay. So it's like, and I have these like really fun bags that are like healthy and shit. And so it's like, nice. tote bag. <laughs> bring around with your pantry list so that you're able to actually get that in. And so working on that. And then I have another, and this is what's like, just it goes from individual coaching to all of this. And now also working on like, um, a five week course on how to get out of your food stories. So mm. it's like an inner, like connecting the dots between your inner dialogue, um, and food. And so helping people take the action steps needed to do that because it doesn't look like, it doesn't necessarily look like eating paleo. It mm-hmm. looks like gratitude. It looks like right. Certain journaling prompts. It looks like meditation. So outlining those steps to get really clear. And I am so excited because two months ago, t- like with, with the pivoting conversation, mm-hmm. I burned everything down. I was like, I don't want any of it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to take blueprints. I don't want to do any of this stuff. All I want to do is take individual clients and everything else, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's not, I, I needed to do that to learn how to trust. Like yeah. I need to really trust the, like source that this would come through for me. And now I'm like, now I want to create all of these fun things and just give back and make health affordable because it shouldn't be luxury. Like I, like I spent $68,000 on education. I spent six figures learning everything that I've learned mm-hmm. and that's outrageous. That is stupid. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it because now I get to tell people, but I'm like, you shouldn't help is not a luxury. It is a right. It is a human right. And I'm like, I'm pumped that I get to create these things that are so affordable and that people can actually pick up and make a difference in their lives like right away. And so it's just an, it's a really fun pivot for me being like burning it down to, ah, that was the lesson. Now like give back as much as you humanly possibly can. So I'm pumped. I'm really pumped. I love that. I think all that is going to be great. I love the bag name for sure. And (laughs) for those who are wondering, where can they find you? So I love to hang out the most on Instagram. So I'm mm-hmm. going to, I'm going to do Instagram. So you can find me on the full plate. I have a podcast. I love it. It's super fun. I, I, we talk all about health um, and mindset. It's really big about food as well. Um, and then I hang out on Instagram at, at Erica Ballard health. Um, you can DM me, you can follow me, watch my stories. I have a really cute dog that you will see pictures mm-hmm. of. Um, and I started doing Q and a Monday. So I'm taking questions on Mondays and going up on Instagram on Tuesdays to answer them for, uh, for people. Cause health is, as we've been chatting, right. It's, it's a lot longer than, um, like a 15 second story or mm-hmm. a quick DM message back. So yeah, come hang out with me on Instagram and at the full plate. I would love it. Awesome. And I think what you're doing is so amazing and so needed. Like even if it's just watching your Instagram stories or looking at the amazing things that you do, I think you guys will find a lot of value out of this, not only this episode, but her in general. And there you guys have it, folks. This has been 
probably one of my favorite episodes because it was so real and just going into like the deep stuff that people needed to hear. So I want to say thank you so much, Erica, for coming on. And I will talk to you guys all in the next episode. Thanks for listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey with Danielle Clem. If you like our show and want to know more, check out the show notes to join in the Insiders Facebook group or please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us next week for another dose of business, branding, and everything in between. See you then.